0: What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 30. I think it's 30 of the No Mercy podcast. Special guest today, Aubrey Huff, two-time World Series champion, former Major League Baseball player, uh, new found warrior and leader of the movement on Twitter, full-blown patriot, uh, just overall fucking awesome guy as a maniac. Uh, you know me and him are directly in line. This is a dude who I started following not too long ago, and then we exchanged information because we planned on doing a show together, and uh, the timing couldn't have been better. We decided like a week ago we were going to do it uh, today, and wouldn't you know, last night Aubrey's trending on Twitter for fighting with Trevor Bauer. Uh, I'm in Newsweek this morning for comments about Bubba Wallace. Uh, He dropped his podcast yesterday off the huff. Off the huff. Yeah, you can tell we drank a little on the show. Off the cuff with Aubrey Huff. Uh, Follow him. Go subscribe, download on iTunes. I believe it's where all podcast outlets are. Top five in a sports category already on day one. So uh, couldn't have been a better time. We're pissed off. We're happy. We're victory lapping the Bubba Wallace thing. We're pissed off at the cancel culture. And really what we did on this podcast, we talked about a lot of the controversial issues. We talked about Kaepernick. We talked about Bubba Wallace. We talked about Trevor Bauer. We talked about uh, Marcus Stroman, censorship, red pilling, conspiracy theories. We went into fucking everything basically a two hour, hour and a half fireside chat, me and him just drinking and shooting the shit. Basically, it was one of our phone calls just over the internet. And we also did some talking about leadership and speaking out and fighting fear and religion, a lot of religion talk on this as we both grew through our own spiritual journeys. So a little bit different than the normal conspiracy episode, but I think you guys are gonna love it. We plan on doing a lot more stuff together. If you guys wanna see more of us together, whether it be on YouTube or on podcast, let us know. Uh, we'll be happy to do more. And if you don't, fuck you, because we're going to do it anyway. So uh, you really don't have a choice in the matter, but we'd appreciate you telling us we do. Uh, it's good for our egos. But uh, anyway, without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Oh. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 30 of the No Mercy podcast. Going to get a little bit away from conspiracy on this one. Uh, We'll still talk some conspiracy. We'll talk some Q. But I had to get this dude on. Me and him have been friends for a couple months now. Been talking a lot on Twitter, on Team Trump, Team Patriot. He is on Team Q also, but making waves all over the fucking internet right now. Aubrey Huff, ladies and gentlemen, what up, gangster?
1: What's up, Tommy? Hey, man, I, I, I've been following your shit. So, I a little background about me, right? Yeah. I've uh, obviously you know I played major league baseball for 13 years. Um, I got out of baseball. I did not give two fucks who was a president when I played baseball because baseball is a hard game, right? Right. Yes. And you very hard.
0: I played. I played in high school and then a little bit in college. So yes, it was very hard.
1: And so you're worried about the 2-0 slider. That's, right. You don't give a shit who the president is. Right. And then when I got right. out of baseball, I started kind of seeing the bullshit that's going on. You know, uh, you know, Obama was there. I went to the White House when we won the World Series with the uh, Giants. Mm-hmm. Met Obama. I didn't care. Great. Awesome. Didn't, didn't want to protest it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? And yep. um, then Trump became president. And I saw the hypocrisy of the whole thing. Teams mm-hmm. not want to go to the White House, the whole deal. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And so I started looking into politics a little bit more, a little deeper, and I started doing my own research. And, I was, and then I found Q and I found like the things that in my guts made sense. Mm-hmm. And, be- and then I became red pilled. And so here I am. So, so
0: that, I got so many things to ask on that. So, first of all, the social media aspect of baseball when you were playing wasn't as extreme as it is now. We're going to talk about your war. With uh, Trevor Bauer, that's been going on. I saw. There I woke up this morning and saw Aubrey Huff is the number one trending thing on Twitter. So, uh, when you were a player, were people as caught up as Trevor Bauer and all these people uh, with the internet, social media, and all that shit? And how would you have reacted if your if your teammates were doing that shit?
1: Oh, absolutely not! Absolutely not. Um, I remember when we I was with this Tampa Bay Devil Rays in two thousand, probably three or four. Mm-hmm. I think the big deal was. Um, if you remember the name of Scott Casimir, he was a left-handed course, yeah. pitcher. He was on Facebook, right? Uh-huh. And that was, like, the big deal then. Like, Facebook right. was the big deal. And I'm like, you got a Facebook profile? You are a fucking pussy, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, Come on, man. He's like, Aubrey, you have no idea how many girls you get on this. I'm like, oh, well, that's a different story, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whatever, whatever, whatever. So I never got into it, dude. I never got into it. And as I got to the Giants, it got a little bit more steam, especially in San Francisco because Twitter's there, mm-hmm. you know, that's where their main head, the hub is a lot of social media um, companies are there. And, uh, but I just nice. never got into it. And I just thought baseball was hard enough as it was. I didn't need the outside distraction right. of all the negative bullshit of social media. So I never even got into it, but now I'm all in. I mean, it,
0: so you talked about the red pilling and shit. I want to get to that in a second, but. I watch, I'm a big sports fan. I've been playing sports my whole life. I had a fantasy sports show on Sirius XM for five years. I own three sports companies, a gambling company, a fantasy company, and I live at the fucking FanDuel book. So I've been So you're all, a degenerate. So basically, I, a max okay, degenerate, yeah. like super degenerate, right? <laughs> so the, uh, But when I watch shit, and I think about if I was in the league, even something as stupid as, remember the Antonio Brown shit with the Steelers when he was filming in the locker room, and like some shit got out, like, I would lose my fucking mind if these people were exposing shit that goes on in a clubhouse on social media. I, I don't know how these athletes do it today.
1: Oh, 1,000%. And, and what's funny is like, you know, everybody's got this whole Colin Kaepernick thing. He needs to go back in the league, give him a fair chance. First off, the guy fucking lost his job because he got exposed. He wasn't to a good thing. passer. To blame right? Gabbard, of all people. Right, so what, the, the minute they started trying to keep Colin Kaepernick in the pocket and, and stop him from running, he was fucking exposed. And then this whole deal. Now, everybody wants Colin Kaepernick to be in the clubhouse and have a fucking job. Let me tell you something. As a player myself, if I had to have somebody that's going to come into the locker room as a charity because of social justice warriors mm-hmm. and have to answer questions every fucking day, hey, Aubrey, is you think Colin Kaepernick's going to kneel today? What do you think? Are you going to kneel? I don't want to deal with that shit as a player. No, Who wants to deal with that no. shit? So I'm tired of people saying... Colin Kaepernick deserves a shot at the NFL, and the players want him there. The players don't want him there, and they can't say anything because they're in fear right now of fucking speaking out against it. Now, I'm just saying, for me, it's bullshit. And if if you're any player out there, whether you're Major League Baseball, Hockey, NFL, NBA, um, you don't want to deal with this shit when you're in the clubhouse. You don't because the game is hard enough as it is. And meanwhile,
0: they'll chase out Tim Tebow. Right, who all he was doing was kneeling right. and praying. They'll run him out because right. of the media circus. I was here when he went to the Jets, and it was a fucking disgrace how they treated him. They brought like third and fourth string quarterbacks in rather than giving him a shot because they were afraid he was going to succeed. Uh, and then you look at someone like Kaepernick, who they make this martyr. And I mean, the dude wore police pig socks. The, he admitted publicly he's never registered to vote. So, how do you have a political leader who's admitted that he's never voted in his entire life? Uh, the dude wore a Fidel Castro shirt to an interview. He got fined $11,000 for saying the N-word to another player. And notice, Aubrey, he didn't start kneeling when he was in his boom year when he took the San Francisco 49ers to the NFC Championship game and he was on top of the world. Police brutality was going on then. But he decided to take a knee once Blaine fucking Gabbert took his job. And the problem is most of these activists out there, most of these people following him, don't know anything about him and don't know this story that we're telling right now.
1: Well, the, the, I think he realized that he was out of the NFL and he had to find a way to be relevant, right? To make money, of and he and he found the way to do that in social justice. And what makes me upset even more today is you take a guy like uh, and I love this guy. He lives in the same area I live in, and uh, he's a Christian guy. Drew Brees, uh
0: huh. I love Drew Brees he's, too. I was dude, a little upset that he Tommy, backed off. Th- but... This
1: this guy has done more for the black uh-huh. community in Louisiana than any of his fucking teammates. He spent over $50 million in charity for the city of New Orleans, helped them get back from the fucking Katrina hurricane. Donated 20%
0: of his salary two years in a row. 20%? This
1: this guy is a beacon of hope for the city Uh of New Orleans and Louisiana. And so the fact that he got ousted by the outraged mob and was. Basically forced to apologize or he's going to get fucking killed every day. For me, I was a little disappointed in Drew Brees that he apologized. For me, he's 40, 41 years old. He's already won a Super Bowl. I would have saved face, walked away. We need more people coming in uh, especially conservative voices that have power to speak out that what's the injustice that's going on in the world today. We are getting fucking crushed by social justice warriors and we need strong guys like Drew Brees to step up and unfortunately he folded to the outrage mob. And and the thing
0: is he didn't have to
1: because when
0: I when I woke up and saw like you said, I mean he's already won a Super Bowl, he's done a ton of things, he's he's known as a great guy. When I say he donated 20% of his salary, that was 20% of his gross. So the so if he was he was making 25 million, he donated 5 in that year. That's off his gross. He probably only cleared 13. So he probably donated 40% of his salary. I know you get tax write-offs, but that's a big number, you know, for a guy like that. And the thing about it with Breeze was you, you nailed it. It was just an angry mob. Even his teammates, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, all these guys just turned on him. And I would have done what you said, dude. Fuck it. Like, he didn't say anything wrong, Aubrey. He just said he respects the flag. He doesn't want to kneel for it. Maybe one little word that he said in there could have been twisted, but he didn't say shit wrong.
1: When I saw him trending, I thought it was going to be some horrible thing. Well, here's the thing, Tommy. If you if – you- Ben neat the outrage mob now all of his teammates are not going to respect him for selling out his beliefs yep. and now you've lost all respect for the people that did back you before prior so now you have nobody in your corner yep. and it reminds me and you've seen it well, a week later with the coach from Oklahoma State University uh wearing an own uh, shirt what did he do what, wrong what the fuck's yeah what's his name uh, uh, I'm, uh I'm four drinks deep fuck. like you so yeah so anyway Gundy, Gundy right yes he goes he goes to he, he goes fishing with his friends. Has an right. OAN t-shirt on. That's it. A News Network t-shirt. That's it. And his star running back calls him out publicly on social media platform. Now, not only does he the coach not bury his star running back, he apologizes and does a video. Right. That motherfucker, if I was a coach back in the day when I played college, <laughs> you know, and i would hate to be that guy that I get off my fucking lawn, guy. But I would have been fucking released right. right now here he is saying that, Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, Tommy, you wake up in the morning, you may be hung over, right? Usually you, you, yeah, right. You got to you're going to go uh, fishing and you uh-huh. get his t-shirt, right? Do you even see what the fuck it is. I'm wearing an Arya Stark on. game of Thrones right. t-shirt. Right? Right. I don't fucking know it's what I'm absolutely doing. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And we live in what I call the participation trophy generation. And we've, these fuckers are all grown up now, bro, and we're paying yep. the price. Yep,
0: it's it's really sad. One thing you said before to touch on the breeze thing was when I was my statement because I felt I, I mean I got played out right. Like I was backing him on Twitter. I'm sure you were too for like a week or two, standing up for him. And then when he turned, it's you know it's a bad look for us. Even like dude, it's like, but it's almost the Alyssa Milano syndrome. I call it where you get you isolate half the base. Right, you're going to believe all women. You get all the Democrats, all the libtards, all the, all the feminists on your side, and then you turn around and back Biden, who's a known sexual predator and pedophile, and now you got nobody because the Me Too people my, my, hate you and the other people who you isolated because of Me Too hate you, and that's the kind of situation Breeze put himself in where he's just, he's just stuck there. And the Mike Gundy thing, I think you're 100% right. It's, it's a news, what if it said CNN on it? Would they have, would they have fired him? Would he, would he have I, had I, to I, apologize?
1: No chance. No okay. shot. One hundred percent. And it's funny you mentioned the whole. Listen, I made a tweet, and I'm so tired of being called a racist, bro. Oh my god, you know, oh and it's, it's unbelievable because I support Donald Trump, and I made a tweet that went kind of viral on a, um I've been viral on Twitter quite <laughs> a bit the last. I've <laughs> noticed, <laughs> but but uh, and I made a tweet that said, "You know what? If I'm a racist for supporting Donald Trump, then it's only fair that you be called a pedophile yes. if you support." joe biden yep. so and that how do you argue that you can't. How do you argue that you can't <laughs> argue that so i'm just so fucking tired of the fucking double standard the hypocrisy of the left um and, and and here's the deal tommy most people that think like we do we have jobs we have families we have to support we we mm-hmm. have to go to work nine to five every day i have the blessing the fact that i don't have to do that And I can get on this fucking podcast and talk shit all day long. Mm -hmm. But the vast majority of people that get in my DMs are people like me that think like me. And the people that talk shit on Twitter, and everybody thinks that these people are the vast majority of people, they're not. Nope. They don't have jobs. They have nothing to do every day. So that's the silent majority that back me they are going to get Donald Trump elected once again.
0: And I, and I think that's a critical critical point that you're making there because I talked to, you know, Sam Tripoli, you know, Larry Johnson, all these guys that are, you know, outspoken, right? But there's still a line, right, that they can't go to because either of their kids or their followers or something. There's always, like, some thin line. I don't have that line. You don't have that line, right? Like, you make more money than I do and did make more money than I do. But, you know, I have seven figures. I'm comfortable. I run my own business. I work for myself. No one can cancel me. I don't even run ads on my podcast, right? Like, it's I'm doing this to speak and talk. I have no kids. I have nothing to worry about. So guys like me and you probably get a lot more DMs than we do public thank yous. I'm sure you're the same way. But I feel like that's our job. And sometimes people see Aubrey Huff, baseball player, check checkmark. He's, he's an asshole. He said a mean thing once. Or they see the shit that I've tweeted, and they kind of tune out to it when I think movements need people who could be the megaphones, right? Someone's got to be yeah. the leader for the little people, have 100,000 followers, have a voice, not be able to say, go fuck yourself, things like that in tweets. So, I mean, I, I, I'm i just really impressed with you and your rapid rise to a leader in the community. I, I love it, dude.
1: Here's my thing. And um, I have two boys and they're <laughs> 11 and 9. And I tell this to people all the time. If I was to not have those boys i would be in the mountains somewhere in colorado (laughs) drinking whiskey every night and watching the fucking world burn and laughing but because i have two boys i want to see grow up in a fucking world where they have a chance at capitalism a bright future um to be uh, in, in a community of loving people i'm fighting this fight yep and and I'm doing this, that's why I opened up my podcast, because I wanted to be a voice for the voiceless. Because, and I know what it's like for people out there that are conservative people that cannot speak out. Yep. And there's way more of these people. And that's why Donald Trump is our president, because they're tired of this bullshit. And it's getting to a point, Tommy, where we're going to have to start like fucking fighting back. And we're going to start have to fighting back hard because we're, we're burning yep. down fucking yep. buildings. Yep. People are throwing down statues. At some point, we're going to have to start fighting back. Fire with fire, baby.
0: That, that's really the only way to go about this. And by the way, if you guys haven't already, check out Off the Cuff with Aubrey Huff. Great name, by the way, Huff Daddy. But uh, Off the Cuff with Aubrey Huff, debuting today on iTunes. Last I checked, Huff, you were in the five hole. In the sports category, so you are a top five podcast on day one. So uh, make sure you guys go. That's
1: what that's what she
0: said. Didn't use the bat. You (laughs) (laughs) batted
1: you batted Uh, in a five hole sometimes, didn't you? Yeah, I was. I was. You you were like a a three five anywhere anywhere from the three to six hole. Yeah, Yeah, uh, three five hitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was I was hitting for the power, but um, yeah, I, I was that guy that you know I was more of a DH kind of dude. I didn't play defense. That wasn't my deal. Right. Def- defenses for pussies. But you played so a little first. You played a little first. I did. I did play first base. But, uh, you know, it's funny. You know, people ask me all the time, like, Aubrey, do, do you miss the game? And I'm like, you know what? I, I don't necessarily miss the game, Tommy, but I do miss the uh, the camaraderie. Right. The, guys, yeah. the whole deal, you know. And, and um, you know, you, 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 you've heard the story of uh, this whole reason I started this podcast. Was because the San Francisco Giants invited me to the ten year reunion, in which I was seventh in the league in MVP voting that year. Right, won the World Series. They uninvited me to the World Series because the the reunion. I'm sorry, because I was a Donald Trump supporter, and my Twitter was deemed too offensive for their delicate sensibilities. I mean that's fucking
0: insane i I had Kurt Schilling on about uh I think two months ago, and he dealt with he's dealing with the same shit right now with the Hall of Fame right like the only reason mm-hmm. Kurt's not in the hall of fame is just because he's a Republican and he went after reporters on Twitter and you know went after liberals on twitter but it''s, it's just... Well, well,
1: it's, because he was against putting men in a women's bathroom
0: right yep. that's really the what the tweet was right that was the first that was the first one that put that it that'
1: what it, that's what it was and and so if if you are pro-America, pro-God, um, pro-capitalism, you are actually a fucking extrovert now. Right. You, you're, you're fucking cast aside, you're a sodomite. Yep. And I'm so fucking tired of this, and that's why I opened this. I'm sick of it. Okay. And I want to start opening up. My voice, like you are doing, we need more people that listen to you, that listen to me, to have the balls to speak out, because if we don't, we're going to lose this fucking country for yeah. not only us, but our future children. Like I said earlier, I don't give two fucks what happens to this country if I was no kids. Right. I'm doing this for my children. Right. And that's yeah. my mission. And that's, I mean, that, that's the thing.
0: And I, and I get that a lot of people can't speak out. I understand it. A lot of people come to me, come to you. Thank you for talking. Thank you for talking. Names that if we shared on a podcast, people would be like, what? But it's our responsibility to keep those quiet and be respectful of their privacy and their beliefs. But I, we real every time I see an Aubrey Huff, a Larry Johnson, you know, someone in the Kurt Schilling, someone really come out when their career's done and say, fuck it, I'm going all in. It's huge for all of us. And and those of you out there listening, like you have to go support this man and everyone else out there who's willing to put themselves out there because everyone always goes, Respect the respect the two hundred follower accounts. Like, of course. They're everything. We love it. We'll retweet it. We'll give you attention, but we're not going to win a war with a bunch of people with 100 followers. We got to have megaphones, and you need, we and you need other people to come join us to be these and megaphones.
1: So, and so if you, this just happens tonight, Tommy. If you, if, I don't know if you saw it, but um, so obviously the big story right mm-hmm. now is mm-hmm. this whole Bubba Wallace thing, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, he had a noose in his trailer, and now I've been into NASCAR Quite a bit in my life and i've got the vip treatment yep. you get a fucking rubber glove up your ass to get through those things right yep. you can't get through this area without okay. security and so this had to be like an inside job whatever and so immediately when this story came out i was instantly like "Ooh, jesse smollett it smelled bad to me right, right. it right. just didn't seem right and so i tweeted out i'm like okay in this world of social media where's the picture Right. If he was that offended, where is the picture? It wasn't there, right? I tweeted that out. I got called racist from everybody. I got a fucking picture from the uh, New York Mets, uh, Stroman. What's his Marcus Stroman? Marcus Stroman. Who's hat? I think he's like half white, half black. Mm-hmm. Um, and he called me a racist. Racist, much? Basically, whatever. And then the FBI came out and said it was all bullshit. Yep. And so I basically went back at Stroman and said, "Hey." Do I get an apology? Nothing bullshit. I am going after this motherfucker. (laughs) I am. I'm going to go after him. I'm fucking going legally after him because I'm tired of this. People have to be made an example. You just can't throw shit out there because I ask questions and I try to reason for myself before I jump to conclusions. And that's the world we live in. Yep. Immediately. You're called a racist. Fuck you. I'm tired of it. So this motherfucker is going to be made an example of. I'm going after him right here, right now.
0: I, first of all, rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. And I'm doing the same thing right now. I was in Newsweek today, Aubrey. I don't know if you saw that. So Newsweek, who's too lazy to write their own fucking stories. So what they do is whenever there's a controversial topic, they just take people from Twitter and just post your shit on there and make you look like the bad guy. So they, they said, the title of the article was like right-wing activist attacks uh, uh, Bubba Wallace and it literally dropped maybe I saw it this morning and all of a sudden the news broke three, four hours later and I'm just curb stomping them on Twitter like just literally making GIFs making videos Rocky music because we have to take that victory lap you gotta lap the shit out of it because when you're wrong they're gonna cut your throat so you have to do your job when you win it, it, <laughs> you know
1: what's funny man it's like when you, when you get this kind of hatred, and it, especially from like baseball players, like, listen, man, I, I played 13 years in the major leagues. I, I don't know Marcus Stroman for shit. And I tweeted back at him, and I said, listen, I am not a racist. Right. I hit, I hit less fucking home runs off black guys than white guys. Uh-huh. Hashtag all pitchers' lives matter. <laughs> right? So, you know, I'm trying to have fun with this thing, right? If you don't have a sense of humor, and when people see my Twitter, they see dickhead, they right. see bullshit. Right. And what they don't understand, and I know you know this too, my friend Tommy, is when you do Twitter, you don't get the sarcasm, the right. jokes. And what we've lost in this country is the ability to laugh, have fun with each other, have sarcasm. When I was in the clubhouse back in the day, coming up in college at University of Miami, we had racist jokes. We were calling black guys, you know, fucking crazy fucking names. They were calling us crackers. You know, We were right. doing all these crazy shit. It didn't matter. And then all of a sudden, we started getting this social media platform where everybody was, you know, fucking offended and by everything and about everything we and it's why, and it's e, even comedians yes comedi- we're, professional yep. comedians yep can't even go out and make fun of race to me we are all red inside yes. if you can't make fun of yourself and make fun of other people then you you're it's it's fucking ridiculous bro i just don't get it I, 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 it drives me fucking
0: insane. I said, I, I posted a video and, and shit about, you know, how I lived in, you know, I lived in the hood for three years. You know, like I said, it wasn't my whole life. I was, you know, I grew up poor, but you know, it was a three year period where we were literally dead in the middle of the hood. I was the minority, right? It was like 5% white kids. And we used to fuck with each other so hard. There was no rules. There was no boundaries. The shit that we used to say, if anyone had a tape recorder on any of us, we'd be canceled fucking tomorrow. But that's how you knew we weren't racist, because I joke with my friends like that. My friend gets on a plane flying to California. I go, I hope your plane crashes into a fucking mountain. I don't mean it. It's just funny, right? Like, yeah. call my other friend fat, you know? I'm not trying to hurt his feelings. He's just fucking fat. It's just fucking funny. And then all of dude, a sudden,
1: dude, just dude, dude, we, we, we would have kids, we would have guys in, in college at Miami, a couple of black guys, like four white guys, in a row, in a college room, with a girl in there, and just, like, taking us all down right <laughs> right take us all down and the black guys were smaller than me <laughs> right and i'm like this is bullshit come on man this black guy big dick thing is bullshit yeah and, I, and, I want and, the stereotype and, and we would we laugh at it we were laugh yeah, at it. it's a right? joke is it yeah and even even the girl would have a good time with it so right. anyway I, and, and, that, that went off the cuff a little bit oh well,
0: we're gonna go way off the cuff
1: here, <laughs> you're drinking you're drinking
0: i see you're drinking i'm drinking but uh, but no, that, that's really what it is, and that's the funniest thing. All the people that are fucking crying racist are the ones who have no black friends, no Latino friends, no Asian friends. They literally live in an all-white fucking soy boy Karen Dick Fuck community, and they just sit there and take spend daddy's money, drive their fucking Beamer, go back to their nice safe house, and they never had to live any hardship, and they're the ones trying to cancel it. You gonna try to cancel Joe Rogan, Aubrey? Really? Yeah, I, Joey like, Diaz. I, 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 I didn't <laughs> even,
1: really Tommy. I didn't know I was racist. Until, I, I found, recently. I found out. I just found, I, I just found out like two weeks ago I was racist. But now you're not uh,
0: anymore because yeah. Bubba Wallace was a fraud, but you'll be racist yeah, yeah, again yeah, so, tonight so, with so, the next.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we lost our race. <laughs> We're no longer racist for like two hours.
1: Honestly, I, I remember every time I would go up to hit against a major league pitcher, if he was a black man pitching to me, I would intentionally try to ground out the second and hit a double play with a runner on first just so I don't <laughs> know, fucking use your privilege. Know. Use your privilege, yeah. My white privilege, and that's a thing too. And and listen, my white privilege—I get that all the time, Tommy, on Twitter. Okay, my father was tragically murdered at six years old by a crazy white white man with a gun, Mm -hmm. and uh, I grew up without a father in my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Grew up in a single white trailer with my mom, who worked two jobs and trying to get her teaching degree raising myself and my sister. I had nobody to play baseball with, to throw the baseball with, to hit baseballs with. And despite all that fucking bullshit, I still was able to use that part of my life as fuel to get to where I was because I had a why. My why was to take care of my mother who raised my sister and I. And I did that despite all the shit that I could have used, the, 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 the victim card, all this bullshit. I didn't do it because so I busted my fucking ass. I'm so tired of this race card, the victim card, the bullshit. Everybody says I have white privilege. Um, I'm tired of it because right. my white privilege is in the trailer park. I, my trailer park was your hood mm-hmm. for black people. Black people in the hood, my, I was in the trailer park with nobody. Nobody. You don't have a, you don't have a father in the hood? Right, I don't, I didn't have a father in the trailer park, but I didn't use that for an excuse. I grinded my fucking ass off and I'm tired of this fucking white privilege bullshit. If you want to be successful in life, you have to step up Quit using excuses that the world owes you something. Grind it out, work hard and God forbid you you might not make it. You may not make it, but at least you have, fucking pride for yourself everybody in this world right now looks for a free handout it's the beta fucking cucks um participation trophy generation it's all grown up and i'm fucking sick of it
0: um so i mean listen that's I, i've noticed i have uh i have two tendencies one is i tend to date um girls who are you know a little bit damaged or have been raped or been abused i don't know how it happens it just happens like we gravitate towards each other right because i'm like you know, I'm very protective of women uh, my dad left when i was 10 left us in debt when i went to get my first car i had 150,000 in student loan debt because he committed fraud and put a business under my name my mom was working three jobs it was taking care of my little brother and ended up going to fucking jail because i had to fucking try and keep my mom's house alive because she was going to lose the house right and like went through the same type of shit Came out and was like, fuck, like, my life's gonna go nowhere. I'm done. And I picked my ass up. I got smacked around by my mom, who I love to death, probably tougher than any man out there on Twitter or on Earth. And she said, there's no fucking excuses. Your past is your past. You move forward. And next thing you know, I have a $10 million gambling company, right? Like, I didn't have <laughs> hey, white yuck. privilege. I was fucking broke. My dad left. I was the minority. I was in, I got arrested. Like, all that shit. That was all before I was like 22, but. Like you said, Aubrey, it's real easy to turn around. I didn't even fucking blame shit that happened to me eight years earlier. You didn't blame shit that happened to you eight years earlier. People out there right now are blaming shit that happened
1: 155 years ago. Yep. Think about yep. that. Yep. And and it's, it's me and you. We're white guys. We're It's our fault. It's our yeah. fault. It's, it's fucking unbelievable. I feel like today's racism is against the middle-aged christian white male i'm oh, a christian fucked. guy myself yes, and fucked. i'm tired i'm t- and you know what pisses me off about the christian white male today is we have been feminized yes by yes. the society Freak. Freak. by church that jesus was this soft effeminate uh sitting on the rock saying bedtime stories to kids turning their cheek when somebody fucks with them no That's not the Jesus I know. The Jesus I know went 40 days and 40 nights in the desert. He fucking had no food or water. He uh, spit in the fucking faces of the religious leaders of his day. Um, He whipped money changers out of the temple. This guy was a badass, right? Mm -hmm. He did not tolerate sin. And now we have guys, I get Twitter fucking messages all the time from these effeminate beta Christian males that are like, I'll pray for you, Aubrey. You have so much hate in your heart. Fuck you. You have no balls. <laughs> you have no balls. You're not fighting. Our country's going to shit right. because you're a cunt. You are a fucking pussy. I'm sorry. Did I say cunt? Go, not,
0: go, bro. It's whatever. called No Mercy for a Reason. Go. It, it,
1: it, it drives me nuts, man. I am so sick of it. God, Jesus on this earth, did not come here to just let people walk all over him. And I'm sick of the men in this country. There are Christian men in this country that are letting this country go to shit and not fighting this evil that's just obvious in front of us. What are we going to do? Are we going to pray on our couches? Oh, Lord Jesus, please take care of Antifa. Make him go away. No, God wants to use us yep. as fucking vessels to kick ass, and we got to fucking start doing that. A fucking man.
0: The, uh, so, so I've, I was religious initially and then went through my like agnostic, almost atheist stage, right? Like, I don't think I was ever atheist, but I was Thomas doubter, right? Like I really doubted everything. And I did the same thing you said to do. And we all preach to do with the conspiracy stuff. Like I needed to see something. I needed a sign. I needed someone to speak to me. the Bible wasn't making sense. Like it just didn't make sense to me at that point. And over the last five months. And it, it coincides with a lot of the stuff that's going on right now with my Twitter, with my life, with things that are going on. I've gotten very religious. Very. like, And it happened like a switch. And you know yeah. how I got religious, Aubrey? I reverse engineer it. I realize there's a fucking devil. And that's what made me realize that there yes. has to be a God and there has to be good. I backdoored it. I'm not proud that I was not religious for 40 years. But I when I speak to God at night, like I don't even say pray. I talk to God. I walk around my my house. I, I have a couple drinks, and I openly communicate. I don't ask for shit. I say, here's what I'm going to do. Speak through me. Help me. And we have an open conversation, and then the shit just happens. So, yep. yes, I agree with you. you. You can be religious. You can be spiritual and not hide. You can't hide right now.
1: No. So, in my bio on Twitter, I have believer. Uh, I believe in Jesus Christ, and I also wrote a book, and I'm very outspoken about my... What's the book? Plug the book. I was very outspoken about my fucking use of Adderall, booze, women, the whole deal. But what people don't realize is that Jesus Christ came down in this world to forgive us for our sins. And the minute I became born again, I started becoming what I am today. And I feel like the world we live in today needs more men like yeah. you and me yeah. that are flawed. Look in the Bible, yeah. my friend. Was God used the most fucked up people mm-hmm. to bring on the most dramatic change in this world. And I feel like right now we are in that time. We need more men that aren't just sitting in... I've been to Bible groups. Mm-hmm. I've done these Bible... like. um men's prayer groups, uh, Bible studies. I got to tell you, bro, when I first became a new believer, I got in these like nine to 10 circle groups and we're talking about our problems. Guys are crying. And I was like, oh my gosh, if this is what being a Christian is like, I don't want any part of it. I didn't feel like a man. I didn't, I I felt like a effeminate crying. I feel like I could have went to, I could have went to a therapy session and got what I got out of that. And it just, I felt like these guys were just like crying out their problems. And I felt like they were, none of them were fighters. Mm -hmm. And then I started, and I didn't want to be a Christian at the time. So I walked away from it for a little Uh bit. And then I finally met a man that told me like, Aubrey, listen, here's some of the scriptures in the Bible that will make you realize what a stud Jesus was. He didn't come here for peace. He came here with a sword, Mm -hmm. right? And he's a fighter. He's a bad motherfucker, And I'm sorry if people are Christians guys, I get that all the time from these like soft effeminate Christian men in my Twitter profile that wear me out all the time. And we're losing our country because of them.
0: Yep. I I think the thing I'm realizing is everyone has their own way to do everything, right? Like I think this single issue voting, for instance, right? How, if you're a Trump supporter, you're racist. If you're like, I'm, I don't I have so many varying views socially that do not fall in line with the conservative side, do not fall in line with the Republican Party. But everyone just assumes I'm um, racist and sexist and anti this and anti-that because I voted for Trump. And that single issue drama is the problem. And I think it's the same with religion. Like when everyone was telling me, because I was asking people, the outpouring of people on Twitter when I started to open up on the podcast about, Hey, because I my exact words, Aubrey, as an alpha was to my friends. And I'm going to say this exactly how I said it to my friends. If you're fucking mad about it, I don't give a fuck. I turned to my friends. I was like, this is going to sound kind of gay, but I'm kind of praying at night and shit. Like I was embarrassed,
1: you know, you like can't it, say, it, you can't, you can't say gay because that's politically incorrect. I'll say, say gay. I'll
0: say now. gay. all will show. Fuck. <laughs> but the, uh, but yeah, I said it to him. I was like, dude, I feel like a fucking pussy. Like, Because it was it was weakness to me at first, but then I broke through that to where now I'm proud of it. Right? Like there's always that tough obstacle, and I think everyone has their own way of worship. Everyone has their own way of communication. The whole thing about it, like you're saying on Twitter, you got to speak out. Whether it's crying on a knee to God or screaming in your apartment like I do, saying "Tell me what to do." Let's go. I I talk like I'm in a huddle, you know, like when I'm talking to God because it fires me up. But it's the same same thing on Twitter. Like use us. Come to us, you know, get, get in with us,
1: send us your stuff. We'll send it out. Tommy, Tommy, the one thing I've, I've, I've been very vocal about in my life was um, my anxiety and depression I had coming out of baseball, mm-hmm. even when I played. And the world is fucking crushed right now, especially right. men, right? right? Depression and anxiety. And the one thing and people ask me all that, what got you out of that, Aubrey? For me, more than anything, was the ability to not give two fucks what people think about me. I was holding in so many things about what I thought about, what I was thinking, because I felt like I needed approval from somebody. I needed approval from my ex-wife, my my kids pastor or whatever the minute i started being true to who i was because god made me he doesn't make fucking mistakes and when you have god in your heart and whether he gives you a fighting spirit or he doesn't and you can you can fight injustice both ways right but i was given a fighting spirit and this is what i do and if you want to be a christian man and pray and do your thing on the couch, that's great. Do your thing. But that's not how I right. was built. And I'm Go not going to sit here and fucking do that because we need more warriors in this life. And I'm tired of pretending like it's okay um, to be not... Well, n- not not okay. I'm tired of pretending not to be myself. I, right. I just want to be me, who I am. But you know what it is? It comes from our background, bro, because it's the same... Aubrey
0: with you as with me, I guarantee growing up without a dad, growing up without money, growing up without the environment that you know you went into baseball which half these kids are probably private private school trust fund kids that you were playing baseball with all through college and the pros and you know I had my trials and tribulations that I went through you kind of grow up with a chip on your shoulder right when you grow up without money without a dad without all that so you're always trying to prove something extra. I did the same thing I would always pick up tabs at bars and buy VIP tables. And I'd be overdrawn my checking account, secretly giving the third card to the waitress, right? But acting like I was a baller. And, and that's the same thing. It was only about a couple of years ago where I finally really went full Neo in the Matrix when he puts his hand up to the bullets and just goes, yep. no. Like yep. at the, I had that moment. And now it's like, once you get into that deep of confidence and just self-worth, you realize, yes, I don't have 100 friends anymore, but I have 15 fucking warriors that are with me. Instead of 100 people who I don't know who the fuck they
1: are.: Yeah, Tommy, I've got 100ing I have got 100 and fucking i do not know, 20,000 people on Twitter that follow me right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of them. Right. You know, I have five guys that right now, if shit hit the fan, go to war. With they're them. right next to me, and I think that's where we are lost as a nation right now, is this social media bullshit where everybody thinks they need to have 500 friends, bullshit. You need fucking three to five yep. good friends in your life that you can go to war with any day yep. of the week. And yep. we are so confused. Um, so the social media thing has fucked us all up from politics to where we are. Right now. If, look at this Chaz situation in Seattle, Tommy. Uh, Jesus. If we, were, if, if we were to burn down the social media cell phone towers in Chaz, they would be gone in a second. It's all about, it's all about, it's all about look, look at me. I'm on social media. Oh my God. It's, it's unbelievable. Think about this. And I say this all the time. My boys are 11 and nine, right? When I was 11 and nine, I drove around Texas all the time. I went 20 miles outside of my house when I was seven years old on my bicycle all over the town. And people say all the time, like, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Are people any more different? No, they're not any different. It's just there was pedophiles and crazy fuckers back when fucking I fucking ice a cream kid. trucks and
0: vans yes, and yes, yeah.
1: yeah. There was somebody who was gonna fuck me in the ass as a kid back in the day. But now it's just so much more media driven and fear driven that people are scared and they're indoctrinated kids to be fucking fearful, the whole oh, deal. God it nothing has changed in the last twenty years except for mainstream media, social media, all that bullshit it's it's so true dude i've had the same fucking rants everything
0: you're saying is you know coming right out of the shit that i've said to my friends all the time i'm like social media destroyed this country when you look at the anxiety levels of these kids right now imagine me and you aubrey going through puberty or imagine a girl who's you know flat-chested and then gets boobs for the first time or you know makes out with her first boy or falls down at a party and drops a beer imagine being an insecure young girl and knowing that if you do anything stupid or if you have your awkward phase or if you got pimples that people are going to be blasting you all over the internet and that's there forever. Like the the yeah. internet's written in pen.
1: Me and you had fucking,
0: you know, we used to fucking have to wave out our polaroids to see what the party
1: pictures looked like, right? right? Like nothing I mean, was I I remember being like what, probably 13 years old. And I had no idea what I was doing. You know, you're jerking off all the yeah. time, right, Tommy? That's it. And, <laughs> and, and I didn't have any lotion at the time and I was at my grandmother's house. I saw some Bengay Gay there. I took some Bengay. Gay. I started jerking off with Ben Gay. It was the worst decision oh, of my life. You. Dude, like, I have a, <laughs> What is wrong but, with dude? But, but you learn, <laughs> and you live and you learn, right? Dude, Nobody wait. lives and learn anymore, right? So, dude, yeah, there you we go. have
0: to be related. There's no fucking chance, dude. And I, and I know this sounds like I'm just saying whatever you say. Dude, I have an icy hot story of the first time, second time I was having sex. First time was with a girl 10 years older than me on a diving board in Florida. <laughs> but the second time I was having sex with my high school girlfriend, it was the first time me and her were having sex. And I read somewhere that if you put icy hot on your balls, you last longer. And I took too much and I put it on my balls all over it. And we started having sex and her fucking pussy was on fire. And she's screaming. She thought I gave her an STD. Because you're, you know, you're, we're, we're 17. We don't know about STDs. She thought she immediately got like herpes or gonorrhea. And I'm sitting there going, oh, what the hell's going on? So that was how my sex life started.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> I, 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 could, I could go into all kinds of sexual stories right now, but, but I'm not going to do that because this is more of a. Uh... Family-friendly podcast. Not this channel. <laughs> not, this, not, not this audience. <laughs> That's a tough no,
0: transition. It isn't, the one thing I struggle with, Aubrey, and I want to ask you this, is our personalities are fucking identical, right? Like the yes. first time we talked on the phone you know, a couple months ago, it was just like immediate like you were talking to a friend, right? Like you smell your own. Yes. And uh, same thing on Twitter. But when I, when I look at the tough transition I've had is my Twitter, if you go back two years ago, like I used to have this thing called hashtag Tommy G after dark, where I'd be like doing blow off a girl's ass, you know, and shit like like crazy, right? Like just complete nut job, whatever I was doing at night, we'd, we'd post it. And then I had to delete basically the whole hashtag. So through this movement, I still want to be true to myself. I still want to be real. But I also want to be respectful because I have a lot of female and Christian followers now, which I never had before. So I try to not be as offensive and abrasive when I write a thread, not putting fuck in it a hundred times. Have you struggled with that transition to be real too and respectful to the uh, women
1: followers? A lot of of people hit me on my private messages, especially Christian men, Um, not so many women, because they love who I am. Women are better, yeah. Women love alpha men. And when, when you have these beta cucks out there that are always trying to, um, take down alpha men white knight yeah the white knights there they're, they're, women are meant yeah. to be attracted to men who take control who mm-hmm. go out there bring home the bacon the whole deal and i get this shit from my uh twitter all the time women love real men and we've lost in america right now what a real man is we have the we have the beta cuck male that has no idea what a fucking gym is He's wearing the skinny jeans, the short pants with the penny loafers. He's got the man bun. He's drinking a soy fucking latte. He's driving the hybrid Kia with a bumper sticker that says, (laughs) feel the fucking burn, and I'm with her. No woman wants to fuck this guy. And I'm so fucking tired of it. And those are the guys, honestly, Tommy, if you want to be honest, are winning right now. They th- Yeah, they think they are. I, they think. Uh, you're right. The, well, let me right put it now. this way. You're right. Oh, right the right.
0: world thinks they are. and they The think
1: world they thinks they're winning right, right now. Right, they do. But they do. there is this fucking motherfucking silent majority of guys like myself that are sitting back idly waiting for the word to take control, and it would be over in one fucking day mm-hmm. if the word was said. Yep. And it only has to be said. Just give the word. I'm tired of it, dude. My boys, I raised them to be men. I'm fucking sick of it. I'm so sick. I live in Southern California, bro. Right. And I lived I've out there seen, for a while. What I've seen now, and I've coached some kids, baseball teams, some football teams, some basketballs. The way I've seen how people raise their boys today, they're, effem- they're they're, especially in schools. Yeah. Young boys are being raised to be women. Yep. Um, Teachers are teaching them to be women. Sports are teaching them to be women. We're effeminating our boys, and it's, it's fucking ridiculous. And, and, and it's all part of the fucking grand agenda.
0: It is. I mean, really, if you go into, if you dig into the Satanism, if you dig into the Illuminati, it's a lot of, you know, non binary, non gender, uh, one. You know, weaken the man, strengthen the female, right? Like, you can have strong women. I'm all for strong women. I'm all for women in positions of powers and lead roles in movies and all that kind of... 100% fucking... We are we both come from single mothers. Like, if there's anyone you want to talk to, talk to a tough kid. A tough kid who's been through some shit about his mother, right? Like, that's the only thing you can say to me that could set me off and make me go straight blackout uh, on you. But, I mean, the, the problem with everything that's going on right now is that alphaness is supposed to be beta like women women can't get stronger men need to get weaker that's not the case we could stay alpha and strong and we can also raise up women at the same time and this cuck shit when people talk about the fashion when i watch fucking lebron james and these guys wearing dresses and fucking holding purses everyone's like tommy that's the style i'm like no motherfucker (laughs) no Why, why is it the style why right because that's not because if LeBron James walked out with a Kentucky Derby big ass fucking hat on with roses on it and flowers coming out of it, that would be the style tomorrow. You're not you're yeah. not following a style. You're following a man. You're following a boy. You're following a beta, and they're controlling the wave, and we're just not not caving
1: to it. Here, here. Here's why I knew we were in trouble as a male species and an alpha species and men that take control, and we were losing our country. Tommy, I uh, took my boys mm-hmm. to a gun range about. Oh, probably a little under a year ago, okay and um, first time they were eleven and nine teaching them how to sh- properly operate a gun, shoot a gun safely. We went to a gun range, we got the the whole um, uh, target it was a it was a man target, the whole deal. Right? they actually were pretty good. The grouping was great. they were doing great, and so once we got done with it, I had the guy working at the desk after we were done to take a picture of me and my boys. With the target, right? I posted this on Twitter. I'm like, oh, geez. and I and at the time I had like twenty thousand followers on Twitter. Thank God, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which was absolutely nothing, right? Right. And I thought to myself, whatever, I'm going to post this. This is great. This is going to show some people how to teach kids how to shoot a gun and protect themselves. And I thought I nailed this post. I, <laughs> I. I, I Put a tw- I put the <laughs> picture That's the, worst. I, the worst? I thought I said, uh, it. And I, and I said, my, 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 my tweet was, <laughs> teaching my boys to protect themselves and properly operate a gun in the unlikely case that Bernie Sanders becomes president, in which case we'll all need to learn to use a gun under right. socialism.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I went to bed that night thinking, nailed that tweet. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Going to sleep. I woke up the next day. I had fucking 50,000 direct messages. My, I had people tweeting me. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? What? 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 It was a joke. Like, yeah. I, they thought I was going to kill Bernie Sanders with my kids. <laughs> like, I'm raising school shooters. Fuck. If we come into socialism, they will need to they learn need a how gun. To use a fucking fucking gun. And so I'm like, that's when I knew, Tommy, that we were in a fucking world that we have a lack of masculinity a lack of real men and i knew right then and there okay it's time for me to open up a podcast it's time to fucking fight it's time to be more outspoken because this is fucking a problem that's what i thought
0: you know what it is aubrey it's this it's the circle of insanity right that ends up happening with with everything on twitter right these movements start off as one thing and then they turn into something else and then they turn back right like me too was like you know just respect the fact that there's some fucking dudes like raping and harassing women and we all stand with the women even if we're not, you know, someone who was raped or if we're not a woman. That's how it started. It was clean. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, we don't like police brutality or anything like that. Great. And then it there's always one fucktard who comes in, Colin Kaepernick, Alyssa Milano, someone like that who fucks the whole thing up, spins it out of control, but then it goes too far out of control like we're seeing with Bubba Wallace and all this shit and it circles back, right? And that's kind of you know, where we're at in this whole situation, that this all ends up circling back. This beta shit is going to circle right back. It's it's the circle of life. It's all going to come back to alphaness. And the beauty of it for me and you, Aubrey, honestly, um, you're much more famous, well-known, and have more money than I do. But we're kind of in the same boat, right? Probably where a bigger it's, dick, too. I definitely have the bigger dick, but it's oh! basically... <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sicilian, Aubrey. Come on. You don't want to come here. So, actually, my dick was on the internet. Funny story. I don't know if you knew that. My dick's been posted on the that. internet. I don't yeah, know it's, it's been posted there three times. You screenshotted it. What the fuck are you talking about? The, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been on there three times. Two by uh, exes who, acts, who posted to get back at me. And then one, I did it to myself in gray sweatpants. Uh, I had it. My, the whole outline of my dick was showing on there. But uh, that's a different story. But anyway, thank God for these betas because that's what motivated us to come out and be like this. If everyone wasn't such a pussy, dude, honestly, we'd probably just be – you'd be living retirement, being a broadcaster somewhere. I'd be fucking running my sports company, and and that's where we would go. But the anger of these fucking betas is what brought out lions like us and hopefully more to
1: come. You know, it's funny is like, uh, you know, you go the obviously, when you're in a major league baseball clubhouse, every guy in there is an alpha. Right, of are. course, yeah. Because can't they, you can't get there without – You don't get there being a pussy. You just right. don't. And so you see these guys with muscles and strong and they're confident and you get out of the world. It doesn't make sense. The world doesn't make sense, bro. And and a lot of athletes get into the, you know, um, depression anxiety thing when they get out because most men don't fucking make sense to you. Right. Yeah. Um, and now that I look on Twitter and every time I post anything that's anywhere remotely, Alpha male, the vast majority, and I know this is Twitter, and, and you're gonna get a lot of guys that are, you know, mostly Twitter's all beta cucks anyway, and so you're fighting a fucking uphill battle. Right. But you know, most of the people are that out there in the world are still alpha males. But when I go out there and I post an alpha male tweet, when I see a response against my tweet, 100 percent of the time it's a guy. With the sh- with the uh, collar shirt up to here, with a tie up to here, that he's fucking two hundred fifty five pounds, fat <laughs> as shit. He's drinking a soy latte. He-, he looks like he's never been late in his life. He's a fucking. He's got glasses. He's a fucking bitch. Fucking I'm nerd so t- it- nerd. I'm so yep. tired of it, dude. It is. It makes me. It makes me so. now You know how James Woods does his Insta block? Right. Yeah. I'm gonna start doing beta beta block.
0: Beta blocker isn't it? Yeah, beta blocker. You should get an ad.
1: There's a, uh, there's, there's a beta blocker
0: out there. That's like a health thing, right? You should get a fucking... This could be the greatest sponsorships for us ever if we got a beta blocker ad. And now we just gave it away on air to someone else who's going to fucking beat us to it. Oh, my
1: God. I got to get a beta what, blocker. Who, who gives this shit? I'm rich already. Who cares? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but these... Bit, you know what the best thing is, Aubrey? They either are fat fucking nerds, beta nerds, or they have a dog avatar. Um and a fake name like there's always or, an no animal- no
1: it's it's the cat it's the cat cat avatar.
0: avatar right dog avatar um uh some of them have the video game avatar but it's never them right like it's it's the people who are the raunchiest on there are always hiding behind a fake avatar fake name and the people who are the betaist out there are always just looking like soy boy fucking milkshake queens but yeah, I want yeah. to I want to pivot here two you just set it up because you were talking about um, kind of Nancy boy syndrome, right? In baseball and on Twitter and things like that. And we haven't touched on this yet, even though we spoke a little bit about it on the phone. Uh, Trevor Bauer and you mm. had a little, uh, little rendezvous on the twatter machine last night. And uh, mm-hmm. I woke up this morning and I went to my trending thing and I see my dude, Aubrey Huff, trending. And my first reaction is, oh, fuck. What did he do now? Right? Like, I'm thinking, like, just... You got drunk at 3 a.m. and just fucking went straight prison Mike on Twitter. And then I look. I'm like, oh, he's in a fight with Trevor Bauer. So enlighten us on what's going on. I know everything about it. Um, people who don't know who Trevor Bauer is. But you were basically the number one trending topic on Twitter for a minute here today with your well, argument with Trevor.
1: It, b- b- baseball. If um, <laughs> for By all the way, Aubrey
0: is, sat up for this. Uh, you guys can't yeah, say it. But, yeah, so, he sat up for this. Yeah, I sat up
1: for this because <laughs> this is very passionate to me. I, I believe baseball is America's pastime. I believe it is a sport that is obviously for the alpha fucking male. And it's for – when I played, when I came up, guys were smoking cigarettes in the clubhouse. Right. They were drinking beers after the game. They were talking shit. We're, I mean, you know, there was fucking all kinds of bullshit going. Hijinks. Right. You know, guys were fucking slump busters. It was just like – it was, it was the – Epitome of fucking baseball. Nobody, people were smoking cigarettes in the dugout, right? Yeah, right. David They're Wells
0: just, throwing perfect games, fucking hungover right. after an eight ball David, the night before, right? David, yeah, Will,
1: exactly. David, I have David Wells on my podcast. It's coming. He's out. awesome. Um, it's it's out. It's out right now. Off and, the cuff,
0: off the cuff with Aubrey Huff, by the way.
1: And then you get people like I don't know who's the face of the baseball right now. Who's the face of baseball right now? Probably Trout, Mike Trout, right? Is he sexy? Is he exciting? Do people give a fuck? No, no, they don't. They do they? He's from the Anaheim Angels. Right, yeah. Nobody nobody gives one. Nobody (laughs) gives one. He's the face of baseball. He's not fucking controversial. Right. He's boring. He's boring as fuck. Right. Now 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 I will say this. For these poor fuckers now, they do have the unfortunate thing of social media and instant fucking videos. Yeah. If if you're out and you're trying to get a slumbuster, buster, trying to get out of a slum and fuck some fat pig, you're going to get videoed, you know, right? So you can't do that anymore. Right. So I understand that. But what I've seen, this alarming trend in this game now, is this sabermetrics, like uh, war, and all these worthless stats that don't mean spin rate, exit velocity. When I came up to the plate, Tommy, I looked at that picture. I'm like, you're not taking fucking food off my plate. I'm going to hit this fucking ball so hard that your girlfriend is going to taste me for the rest <gasps> of the month, right? That's that's how I thought. I didn't think about spin rate. I right. didn't think about launch angle. I didn't give two shits. Now they want you, these nerds to come in, they could never play the game. They came in from Harvard and Yale and all this uh-huh. shit. They're in the front offices now and trying to make people think, get on base, walk. Don't hit home runs. Think about launch angle. Think about war and... Spin rate. Oh, it's, it's, it's nonsense. The most successful people out there that are professional baseball players, they got, they got some things that, for them right now. They, they know, they go out there, they love the game, first off. You've got to love the game. Yep. You want to win. You want to be able to be the best teammate you can. And at the end of the day, at the end of the season, you don't even fucking care about the stats. They will be there if you do those first three things. Love the game. Fucking be there with your teammates, um, play to win. Those stats will be there. And now everything is about fucking stats, individual stats, and it's ruining the game. And yeah. I don't give a fuck who hears it.
0: No, and you're and you're see. So this is going to be my divide. So I am a hundred percent agree with you. I made a lot of money. I made um, oh yeah half a million dollars in a month uh, playing daily fantasy, right? And daily fantasy is a numbers game. It's and it started to get taken over. I used to dominate it. I was like the best guy in the industry. And then all these, you know, Indian and Asian computer nerds who never didn't even know. I, I went to events with these guys, Aubrey. They didn't know what an infield fly was, and they were winning a million dollars a month playing DraftKings and FanDuel, right? And they didn't know what an infield fly was. So that was frustrating because I was over these, the Neanderthal from the fantasy perspective, right? Even from a baseball perspective, I always used to say, you know, this is if you don't have the key components that you just talked about, yes. could launch angle help you could spin rate help you sure that's fine you could add that to your tool set but they take it too far like with the me too shit like with the black lives matter shit you can't go it's okay to try and enhance your game i'm sure there was shit you did to try and enhance your game what you're talking about is the people who literally live in a box score who live on a spark score who live in a combine score in the nfl or who are sitting there talking only about spin. none of that shit matters if you're not trying, if you're not there to die on the field for the W. And that's the problem with sports right now. These guys are fucking pussies. That's why you see them choking all the time. You see them cracking in the playoffs. You see them uh, jumping from team to team, being little fucking crybabies <clears throat> because they're not
1: built for it. They just. Well, the tre- Trevor Bauer fucking buried me on Twitter. He basically saying that, you know, in 2012, you were abs. you had one fucking at bat. You don't earn those two rings. Listen, I get that. <laughs> I was absent in 2012. I was shit. 2010, I was a fucking man. Uh-huh. But Trevor Bauer, he comes at me, and he's, like, talking shit about the World Series. This fucker was playing, um, what are those, like, flying? Video games. Oh, what, the drones. What, what the drones. He was flying okay. a drone. Cut his hand with a drone playing. Before <laughs> the World Series, goes to the World Series, goes 0 2 with a 5.40 ERA, and costs the Indians the World Series, and the Chicago Cubs win it. So, to me, you're going to talk shit. At least, you know, stats are fucking irrelevant. It's about the guy next to you. It's about wins. It's about fucking rings. I don't give a fuck what your war is, your spin rate, all this bullshit. I don't care how many home runs you hit. If you bring a fucking championship to your team, you are the man. You, right. You, you, you've done everything Oh my gosh! And I am so sick. Uh, if you have if you have balls, you can't measure. You cannot measure heart, hustle, um, t- being a good teammate. You being a leader, all, being a teammate, a leader, All these things that you are in a clubhouse, you can't measure that shit, man. Right. All these worthless stats. You can't do it. Look at Dustin Pedroia. Would Dustin Pedroia yep. be who he was in Boston? He's the fucking one. five foot nine. Nothing. Yeah. This guy's the ba- one of the most fucking amazing legends in Boston Red Sox history. And this guy wasn't even like looked upon for scouts. Yeah. Look at the whole right. fucking team
0: in the Red Sox back then. Right. You had Euclidus. You had Johnny Damon. Can, you had Veritech. Yeah. can Cap. Piss. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Piss. I got to piss. So, no problem. So I'll just keep going while you piss. So so one of the things here as far as the uh, analytics and the um, raw baseball side of things, this is something I have been on both sides of the fence on. I do agree. I do think there's a place for analytics. I do think there's a place to practice it. I think people are taking this shit way too far and they're driving it to a point where they're trying to take the baseball out of baseball. And we don't even know if we're going to fucking have baseball this year, honestly. So I will pause here for a second. We will come right back with Aubrey Huff. And we're back. little piss break. Refilled the drinks. Ready to rock for the final stretch of the podcast. I don't remember what we were talking about. I think we were talking about spin rate and old school versus new school baseball. Yeah, and my take on it is I think there's a place for it. I think the old school baseball needs to still be not lost because nerds are taking over baseball. Nerds are taking over football. I live in the fucking fantasy community, Aubrey. I got (laughs) to eat, sleep, and drink with these people and live with them and cohabitating I've, I've,
1: I've lost a little respect from you Bro. already you know you Bro. live in a fancy world i get Gosh. this shit all the time i know aubrey you you were you were amazing in 2003 thank you so much for my fantasy championship my question is where's my fucking cut right and and then and then you're like i get the antagonist right we're like oh man i drafted you in 2005 you were fucking horseshit i'm like well. What were you doing all <laughs> fucking <laughs> You were jerking off with no fucking vagina. You're like, shut your fucking mouth, you geek.
0: You were in your basement drafting me while I was fucking going. Yeah, 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 state, yeah, yeah.
1: State of California. I was, getting, I was getting a double team while you were drafting me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I fell into it
0: because I was a stock trader. So I started off as a Wall Street guy. And when I came out, FanDuel and DraftKings, I always did fantasy with my friends and shit. and We'd get drunk and fuck around and all that. But uh, DraftKings and FanDuel got big. And I just, yeah, I looked at it like the stock market, right? Like these tournaments, you can win a hundred thousand dollars in a fucking night. It's gambling. I'm a fucking, I was gambling. So, uh, yeah, I, I got real hot real early and uh, won you know, a bunch of money doing it. And I was like, fuck this, this is. I'm going to start a business. And then I got stuck in this fucking world, Aubrey, where the conspiracies got me out of it. You think it's bad in this world? Actually, you know, you're a baseball player and you're feeling it when baseball. Try living with the fucking nothing, but analytics fucking nerds up your ass all day every day and living in that world and not being able to escape it that was my whole twitter that was my whole following that was my whole life dealing with these fucking nerds who never been in a fight never played baseball don't understand the game don't know what an infield fly is and these kids think they know everything about baseball because they understand uh, launch angle and spin rate well,
1: well what's what's funny is like um, i did a podcast with Christian uh, kristen yelich obviously the mvp of the, national started, league started, yeah. in 2000 i think what fuck a fucking year was. How about that fucking it, breakout, yeah. huh? That dude fucking turned into his physiology. Yeah. And um, he was talking to me about how there this like this college – no, I'm sorry, high school coach trying to talk to him about how important launch angle and, and uh, exit velocity was. Right. And this is – he's trying to argue his point on Twitter, on a main platform, with a fucking – National League MVP that hit fucking almost 50 bombs. Like, I, I don't <laughs> understand what people think. Like, are you a, you're a high school coach? You've never made it, but you're going to argue that's what's made social media. And I think the world we live in now so fucked up is that people think that they're professionals and everything. Listen, yep. I, I don't right. think I'm a professional politician. Right. I know everything there is to know about baseball i do i can fucking argue all day politics am i well versed in politics no i'm not but what i do have tommy is a fucking thing what i call common sense right and i used to think that being a politician you have to be so smart you have to know ins and outs everything political well i've realized over just watching the last five years nancy Pelosi and uh all these lizards Yeah, no, uh, all these fucking politicians. I'm like, you know what? If if they can do it, why the fuck can't I? And and it's it's true. I mean, I I I got into the
0: conspiracy. We'll circle over to some conspiracy shit now. So I got into that shit during 9 11. Obviously, growing up in New Jersey, New York, being you know, I could see New York from my balcony, like five miles from New York. So even when I was in Jersey, I was in New York technically. And you know, 9 11 hit. And I saw some shit, and I was, you know, I'm a finance guy, I'm a Wall Street guy, and I was following the money, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, and that's what kind of woke me up to the fact that this, no one knows anything. Like, these people don't know politics, these people that you look at, they don't know shit about politics, they don't know shit about anything, and then I just started studying a little bit, and researching, and next thing you know, it's like, I just had original thoughts. That's the only thing, I don't know more than anyone, I say it on every, I just did a 50-part thread on Nasara last night, right? But, you know, what did I do? I just researched it and did some study and put my own thoughts in it instead of just parroting what everyone else said. And I think that's the big thing about this movement that we're in, this patriot uh, conspiracy theorist as they tag us or racist Trump supporters. The key is just individual thought. If we look at this like a baseball team, we all play our role, you know, or a football team, like me and you are fullbacks, right? Like we're just going to bust the door down so that someone smarter than us can run through and score the touchdown. But – I think that's the important thing right now. everyone's just free thinking is lost, and that's what we
1: have that the other sides don't well, you know what's funny is like like I read pill, like I told you right. not too long ago, and what I realized was I'd never heard of this brother, the deep state mm-hmm. right and you know you get the nancy Perlosis, the uh, the governor of california fuck what's uh, fuck I'm drunk right now what's Gavin 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 Newsom Gavin Newsom Gavin Newsom uh de Blasio in New York, right. These fuckers are fucking in the pocket of these deep state fucking motherfuckers, right? And I don't, I'm still learning about it. And it's only been like three months since I really kind of looked into this shit. I saw all the documentaries, the whole Q movement, the whole deal. And I'm still trying to figure out this Q movement. I know it's the 4chan, the websites, the whole deal. And what we're seeing right now with um, this whole Q thing, I want to see more action. And now I know there's, there's a timeline from what Q says, right? Uh, this whole Donald Trump's going to take them down. At what point do, we, does, do does things start, we start seeing things from these deep state people getting taken down before we lose our country, right? Right? I mean, I, I, I don't no, know. No, you're right.
0: You're right. Keep going. I'm going to agree disagree. with you. I'm going to agree with you more than disagree with you. Shockingly, as a conspiracy theorist,
1: because I I, I love the Q movement and, and right. everything the Q says. I I agree with it wholeheartedly. In my gut, it makes sense, and I believe I believe that it's true. But at some point, we will fucking lose this country if we don't start fighting back. Do we just sit idly back? Is this is is Q real? Is it this a, a left movement that's keeping us docile, waiting? Sigh. You know what I mean? Like, is this, is this like fucking fucking us up, right? right. Or do we, do we have to be like John Connor or William Wallace and just fucking start stepping up and taking control of our country? I don't know. I don't know. So I'm still kind of in this up and down deal. As some of this, this conspiracy theory stuff, it's, it's, it's very interesting to me. But a lot of the Q thing does make sense. Right. But w- when are we going to start taking the country back? Because this whole thing in Seattle – are you going to let these people take over Chaz? If, if you're going to allow that to happen, it's going to happen in Washington, which he's yeah. trying to do right Texas. now. It's going to happen in New York. It's going to happen in every big democratic city. So when do we start fighting back? I'm sorry. I'm s- something has to be done. So, so I'm going to give you a tip that
0: I used as you would do to me for religion, right? Like you're deeper into religion than I am, so I'm still struggling. Right. Like every day I struggle with it and I admit it. I want to be all in. I even apologize at night when I'm talking to God. Like, listen, I don't know if I really believe this thing yet. Like, I'm not all in on that, but, you know, hopefully I will because I was nothing six months ago and now I'm 70, 80 percent all the way in. But there's still little things that I just can't lock in on, which I'm sure it's just a process. I think this truth movement and I don't even like calling conspiracy theorists. I call it conspiracy realists. But Because Bubba Wallace was a conspiracy theory, right? Me and right. you were standing on a mountain. That was a conspiracy theory until today, and now it's fact. Coronavirus being a hoax was a conspiracy theory. Like, all this stuff is a conspiracy theory until Jesse Smollett was a conspiracy theory. Until it's proven a fact. So I don't think it's a negative connotation. The one thing I will tell you is this. I've been studying the deep state for 20 years, okay? So when you were playing, I talked to a couple NFL players there, and I won't say their names, but I DM with them privately. And they ask some questions and they say things like, sorry for asking a stupid question. I'm like, bro, you spent the last 20 years playing fucking professional football. I spent the last 20 years studying the fucking deep state. Like, there's no way I can know what you know about football. There's no way you can know what I know about the deep state. So my issue is similar to yours. I think the deep state study for most of us who've been in this for 20 years, Q is an information source. Q is a resource to me. Right? Like, I will never tie my wagon to any one thing 100%, and I get a lot of shit on it online because a lot of my followers are huge Q junkies. My thought process is my thought process, and if Q drops something that leads me to something else that I self discover, bang, I'm going to pop that all over Twitter. But I'm not just going to blindly believe something because I don't know what the timeline is. No one knows what the timeline is, no one knows what's going on. We have to trust and believe in something, and Q is a fantastic resource. But that's the extent of it for me. And I would love for Q to be true and everything to be right. But like you said, there's been some oddities, some things that were off, some things that were predicted that didn't happen. So just use it as a resource. That's it. Trust your gut. Trust your movement. And trust the fact that Trump's going to help us because people always tell me, what if Trump's a psyop? Well, then we're all dead. If Trump's a psyop, we're dead. So I might as well go all in believing Trump's with us because if he's on the other team, we're
1: fucked like the whole world's over. What thousand percent and here's my thing. It's like if you look back in the last five months I mean, they've been, the left has done everything to try to get Donald trump out right no, the, there's a reason uh, oh yeah it's just like a hissy fit, complete hissy fit, and now that, now that we are where we are with all that's going on, the coronavirus um impeachment, all this bullshit, I feel like that what they're trying to do from the left as a Bible believing Christian. And like you said, you're kind of trying to get into the religion it, side. is what they need is a one world government of course, in yeah. the Bible. If you bring into a one world government and even George Bush said the one world, uh, the one new world order, uh-huh. we will be successful and we will be right. He said that if they become the one world government, you need America to become a socialist country. And if America is a socialist country, then you have your one world government. You have your one world currency. You usher in the antichrist, which is what these fuckers worship. Mm -hmm. Right. And here we now, gosh, damn it. I can hear it right now. We're doing this show, everybody's thinking, Aubrey, oh my god, you got your tinfoil hat on. Come to the dark side. Conspiracy theory came from what? You know that. Uh, came know from the CIA. Was, right? Yeah, CIA. CIA, tag it, it to discredit To people. make us feel like we're yeah. fucking idiots, right? Uh, of course. 1000%. We, me well, and you were
0: discredited all night as racists on the Bubba Wallace thing. So you watched it happen live. You watched them discredit us as racists. And then today, it's like, oh, we're sorry. But I got one I'm sorry tweet, Aubrey. I don't know how many you got.
1: No, no, but I'm telling
0: you. It just, to me. But go on. The conspiracy thing. I do not want to pull you off that.
1: As a Christian, as a a baby newborn Christian myself, Mm -hmm. I feel like in this world we live in, Tommy, if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, you are unable to discern truth from lies. And we live in a world where we have fake news, we have fake social media, and you if you don't have that gut feeling of the Holy Spirit inside you, you don't know jack shit. If, I, 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 maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: No, you're not. you're not. You're not, Aubrey. You're not because I'll tell you this, and again, I know my loyal followers have been following me back – 10 years on Sirius XM and shit and have heard me talking about fucking doing blow and partying and having threes and all the crazy shit that I used to do are going to hear me go. Yes, I agree with you, Aubrey. (laughs) Like we we all need to find God or find our power source Um, are going to think it's disingenuine and I'm just doing this to pander to the movement. No, I am a part of the movement because I found a portal I found something to believe in. I started believing in God and the Holy Spirit and all that. That's what drove me to where I am now, not the other way around. I'm not pandering to those people because now I have followers. I got followers because I decided to say I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to trust I'm on a path. I'm going to trust I have a purpose. And I need to do everything in my power to go push forward and be the megaphone for this community and try and change the motherfucking world. So that's – I do agree with you. I think you're 100% right. People lack purpose.
1: I have so, I, I, people I've known from high school, college, the whole deal, St. Aubrey, you're going to be right next to me, burning in hell. Yeah. I've seen you do I don't things. believe that anymore. First time. I, I, you've had threesomes. You've been <laughs> a degenerate drug addict. You've right, been a yep. drunk, the whole deal. But you know what happens is Jesus came down to earth To forgive us for our sins because God loved us so much. And when you accept the fact that he came here as a man to die for our sins, for our sins, that we can be forgiven. And I did that and I asked him for my forgiveness. That's what Christianity is all about.
0: And And when
1: people don't get that, it's unbelievable the gift of forgiveness, salvation. Uh, that that doesn't mean I'm not gonna fuck up. Still, Brett, I'm still gonna fuck up. Tommy. You'll probably fuck up tonight. I'm already fucking up. I'm drinking right now. <laughs> we're both, we're both but, <laughs> but I love Jesus. Look at this. You'll love this. Hold on. Fuck. I'll, I'll take this down. You can probably see this. See this. Let's see. This what do you is. Got it? That's that's Jesus with a fucking AR15 Jesus with an AR15 no, so so listen Jesus was a fucking badass dude listen I am sorry I but you're right I be, dude I, I may be I may be wrong I don't think I am listen
0: yeah listen my my co-host who's usually on here with me my cousin Bobby has a line it's in his Twitter bio it says I may be wrong but I'm not lying right and, <laughs> and that's what we live by right like we may be wrong. But we're not lying and as he's calling me right now synchronicity so let me ask you one or two things before we before we let you get out of here so yeah, yeah. but real quick just rapid fire with this uh, are you and trevor bauer done or Are you gonna keep dancing with him
1: no no i i think we're pretty much done i yeah. there's nothing more i can say to him flick on the um, side just, yeah he's he's done he's like he's like a he's like a little um... gnat a little a little flick all right so the conspiracy side
0: so I know you're new to it. I know you're new to the community, to Q stuff, all that. You will get deeper, trust me. In a year from now, with the rate that we're texting and talking on the phone, you will be talking about Joe Biden's clone uh, and people eating fucking babies because they're lizard people aliens. So you, you will get there. I promise you. I will drag you there. But what conspiracy theories right now do you buy into that you look at and go, all right, JFK assassination, moon landing, Michelle Obama having a fucking hammer. Like, what are the one or two that you would say that you are all in on?
1: You know what? I, I was watching the fall of Cabal, uh-huh. um, a few months ago. Great documentary. Yeah. First time somebody, I, I tweeted out, I needed a good documentary to watch, and, mm-hmm. and somebody tweeted fall of Right. One good through 10 you. episodes. And what I saw from the Federal Reserve were the three guys that were against the Federal Reserve, that were the richest men in the country, oh. that went down on the Titanic, uh-huh. opened my eyes jp morgan like, oh, jp morgan was on it yep. what were the three names um, uh i don't remember what the three were i know jp morgan i can't was the remember prophet, the three names but yeah 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 but, but they were one of the guys jp astor astor uh-huh. something astor was in like fucking the movie titanic with uh leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. i'm like yeah. that sounded familiar <laughs> and and so i looked into it i'm like whoa what are the fucking odds, dude? Like the three richest men in the fucking right. country. J.B.
0: Morgan, Jacob Astor. Yeah, right. exactly. It yeah.
1: went down on the Titanic. It just made me realize those three guys died uh-huh. with all those people that were innocent because right. yep. they wanted that power. That's how fucking powerful. The, the pow- these people want so much power. They don't They're care. want to fucking make sure anybody dies for it. Yep, they don't care. And
0: and that's the... I mean, what about your take on aliens? you believe in aliens? Or do you believe in space?
1: So, I did a podcast, and you'll see it, with okay. Dr. Stephen Greer. Okay. You know Stephen Greer? I've heard the name. I don't know too much about him. Dr. Stephen Greer is like the foremost authority on alien... Um, Oh, Visitation, okay. the whole deal, and uh, you guys got to see this fucking episode. It just fucking blew me away. He uh, had, a, had a documentary called "Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind." Oh, watch third kind. this documentary tonight. Uh-huh. If you got time? Well, hopefully, I hopefully I'll be I did, more. fun. I did an interview with him, and um, to me, I feel like aliens. If you watch this documentary, and I kind of called them out on it on my podcast, was you don't see anything it's flesh and blood it's all like it looks like ghosts and to me yeah. i put my tinfoil hat on again don't worry you're in, you're in a you're in a tinfoil safe zone right here obviously i f- i feel like aliens are demonic entities mm-hmm. there are because because, there. because because if you if 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 you can pr- Prove as Satan that aliens are God. No, if you can prove that aliens are from another dimension Dimension or world, it proves proves God wrong and it makes everybody question their faith. And that's the great deception that I believe that that that's, I mean, it makes
0: sense. No, 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 no. You're you're actually dead on it. So here's my struggle, right? So I've been huge alien guy, lizard people. I mean, have you ever looked? Go to your phone right now, Aubrey, and everyone listening. Mm-hmm. I want you to do one thing right now. So everyone listening on the podcast, I want you to go to Google, okay, right now, yeah. and I want you to search Vatican. So Vatican Pope Hall Serpent, okay. Vatican, and okay. Vatican, what? Vatican, Pope. Yep. Pope. Hall. Serpent. Serpent. Got it. Okay. And you'll see the images. That is the Pope's hall. Okay? So this is what got me flipping that I became non-religious, right? Because of a lot of this stuff that I looked at. Do you see that snake's mouth? Oh, that shit. That's oh, what fuck. Aubrey, that's what the Pope speaks out of. He speaks between the fangs. Of that mountain. Bro, I'll take
1: you fucking creepy. Yeah, I'll take
0: you down a rabbit hole. Wait till I start breaking down on this thread the statue behind. This is what sits behind the Pope. Look at this. Look in the thing. You guys will see it if you look at that demonic thing that's back there. And I'm gonna send you shit and do a thread on this. It is half alien, it is half lizard. Okay? Now what happened because I known about this for years, that made me unreligious. I was like, fuck this. There's fucking pedophiles. There's a serpent's mouth. The outside of the building looks like a snake. The inside statue's a fucking demon. And then I started to realize, no, the devil is amongst us. The devil may have designed this stuff. That... I don't, I'm don't. i not praying to the Pope. I'm not praying to priests. I'm not praying to the Vatican. I'm praying to God. And maybe my God is different than your God. Maybe we could be in simulation and have religion. Maybe there could be multiple lives and <laughs> universes. So that is a common struggle, I think, from people. Where being religious and believing in uh, ex- time travel, I, I, extra I, I, dimensions. I, I,
1: I want to say this, Tommy, and I, if I've always been told, if you can save one person for eternity, then it makes sense. When I was really fucked up in Major League Baseball, taking Adderall, drinking uh-huh. booze, fucking whores, doing my whole thing, I got into that whole like. I think we were here. From alien entities, right? We became we. I got into ancient aliens, that right. whole document, yeah, so yeah, that, that whole series on whatever History Channel, whatever the fuck it was, right? and well, can all them, and it made so much sense to me, so much sense to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, this okay? We are from aliens. It made so much sense because I I, I dismissed God, and right. I grew up from Texas when I was a kid. And right. I grew up in the church and I believed in Jesus, but then I got into all the drugs and all that bullshit. And it just kind of got me away from it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's I did m- too.
1: it was a lot of fun. And the, and the minute but- within probably six months of getting off like booze and Adderall and all the bullshit, I realized how much of a lie it was. Yep. Yep. It's all yep. a lie. Yep. It's all a lie. I believe that honestly, all that shit, the aliens, the bullshit is a fucking lie from hell. You see all these lights in the sky. Do you ever see like any like huge spaceships or crash to the right. ground? There's no proof of it. All you see is lights. And what do you say in the Bible? The Bible says angels of light. Right. All you see is lights. I see a lot of lights in the sky. I've seen them to myself to say. I'm sure you have too, too. Yeah, yep. But I've never seen anything that looks anything remotely. Like um, some like kind a of lizard person or something, or some right? Censorship. And you know what's funny about it, Aubrey, too. Whenever
0: you have the um, the government and the media all in on a conspiracy theory, like everyone believes there's aliens, right? Like whenever when it's too widely known, I get nervous, right? Gotcha. So my co-host who I just told you about, uh, who lives in Tennessee, uh, Bobby, my cousin, um, he he has a line that he said on the podcast one time that he was afraid of the gay word too to say gay. So uh, he said he said space is fake and gay you know like he was like aliens like so that's like a line meanwhile my brother is like literally we think he is a lizard person like he worships aliens so much and i'm in between so for me it's like i i probably as i get further down my religious journey i'll be able to make a better assessment on that you know because i went from all in to like 50 50 so i i think i'm kind of torn in the middle on it but where would you put yourself on 9 as being nine an 11. inside job because you keep mentioning a couple other things. You haven't mentioned 9-11 yet.
1: Are you all in on 9-11? Being so nine eleven was my mom's birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a Tampa Bay Devil Ray. I was going to get my mom a, a orange tree for the day. And I was driving to her house. And I got to her house and she looked like she was in pure panic sitting on the couch, like with huh. her eyes wide open, her mouth wide open. And I'm like, what's going on okay yeah. you know, back then you, you don't have like instant like right you know it, it's not the world yeah, we yeah, lived yeah, in today yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. you got to dig so for fucking up. news right i have my orange tree i'm like happy birthday mom she's like oh have you seen what's going on <laughs> i'm like what and i was like a rookie in the big news. Right. i didn't know what was going on i was just trying to hit a fucking 20 slider <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like The Twin Towers just got attacked. I'm like, oh, fuck. And what's funny, you know, I gave her the tree, the whole deal. Mm -hmm. We were actually at Tampa Bay Devil Rays. We actually opened up after the whole fucking deal went to shit. Um, All Major League Baseball closed down. Uh Tampa Bay Devil Rays, we were the team that went up to New York to play the New York Yankees after... That all happened. What does and that feel like? I always wonder. Oh, like, brother, I was but, sitting on the the third base sideline.
0: Right. That's where we it's are. Like, you almost don't
1: want to win, right? Like, you're almost all, like tw- all twenty five of us are sitting there lined up. The Yankees are all twenty five of them lined up. Derek Cheater. right? You know the whole deal. Everybody. The stadium was packed. The stadium was packed. My emotions was slamming. Cold. Yeah. The the uh, Eagles were launched. The, the anthem were was probably over, fucking playing blaring, over yeah. the fucking deal and fighter jets like, and all that know, shit. Emotionally, bro, I can't even tell you how emo. I, I I almost every fucking guy on that team was uh-huh. crying, right. crying because it was so amazingly emotional. Um, and it made me realize at that moment, as a young rookie in the big leagues, why did I worry? My whole life about success and money and fame uh, when none of it matters. No, none of it. At the end of the day, none of it matters. Did the, the I say it to everyone. That's I mean, it's a good closing line because
0: I mean, I really feel like that's um, there's two things that could be on my tombstone. Uh, one will be just the word Zag. That's it. So when everyone zigs, I zag. I've been saying that forever. So either that or nothing matters. Um, it's literally the best advice I can give anyone younger out there is exactly what Aubrey just said. Nothing fucking matters. And if you're 25 and if you're stressed out and you have anxiety, and I mean, you know, I've struggled with depression. You struggled with anxiety and depression. If you actually look back right now and think about the shit that put you into depression when you were 16, 18, 22, none of it matters anymore. Nothing matters. None of this matters. And if we attack this movement and if we attack this, Nothing we say on Twitter matters. Nothing happens. Aubrey said shit on Twitter that's got him almost canceled a hundred times. I got kicked off SiriusXM for the shit. None of it matters now. We've evolved and we've moved past it. So I think if people could just keep that mindset, Aubrey, that nothing matters, but everything matters at the same time. Like nothing matters to what happens to us personally, but the world is relying on us to go forward as if nothing matters. We will actually win this war. And I don't know if that made any fucking sense or if that was the Jameson talking, but we got to go
1: at it with the nothing matters approach. My my biggest deal as we're closing here, my friend, yeah. is um, my biggest motto is um, one day I'm going to be dead. Right. Right. And so what I want my legacy to be left was that I live my life with everything that I believed in, I spoke. Right? And when I'm laying on that deathbed one day, and my kids are laying around me and like, dad, gosh damn it, you are one badass motherfucker. You took this whole world and that was trying to fucking take you down. You didn't get one flying fuck, and you're about to die. You're about to go to fucking see the Lord Jesus Himself. And gosh gives me a hard on. It gives me a hard on. It should. It should. It should. And, and, and if you don't think that, if you're scared of it. You're not living. If you're, ter- if you're terrified to stand up to all the people out there that are trying to take you down, this whole cancel culture, the, the liberals, then you're not living. You're not, you're not living, just man. Fucking, you're not living. You're just You're just being. Yep. You and I, I, and I, you you're manage. a drifter.
0: I mean I, I tell everyone, and we'll end with with this where I tell everyone, everyone always asks me, Are you afraid of the Clintons coming after you? Are you Afraid of Soros. I'm tagging Jack. I'm tagging you afraid of getting your account suspended. And I tell everyone, listen, I made a conscious decision. Um I've made a million dollars in a year twice. You've made ten million dollars in a year, right? Like we we know four what, times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, all
1: right, your wallet's bigger but my dick's
0: still bigger. But <laughs> It's a good combination, Aubrey. Yeah. Uh, but but you no, know, I tell everyone. I'm like, "Listen, I made a conscious effort to join this movement. You right now are making a conscious effort, Aubrey Huff, to join this movement, to put yourself out there, to be canceled, to be shit on." to come after, you don't wake up and get excited when people are canceling you on Twitter and talking shit on you and calling you racist, just like Trump isn't making a conscious decision to want to get shit on when he could be on a golf course. Those of us that actually do okay and have a comfortable life that are doing this, we didn't come here to go 90% of the way. I didn't come here to fucking go all the way to the thing and then worry about getting canceled as I'm starting to make an impact. So I think everyone out there, think the same way. If you're going to be a part of the movement, go all in. Or honestly, stay the fuck out. It's one or the other.
1: Final words, Aubrey? I just think, you know, you think about, it, you talk about Donald Trump, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't need to do this. He no. hadn't, he did not need to do this. You're not even getting paid. This guy could have just went away, played golf the rest of his life, done everything. You saw that Oprah interview. Uh-huh. If the world ever got as bad as it should have been, may, may, you know, it, if it ever got really bad, maybe I'll run for president. I don't know. But I, I right now, my life is so good. You saw that interview. Right. He's doing it because he has to. He did it because he has to. Right. And when I saw the interview with, um, not interview, but I saw, um, fuck. I'm sorry. I'm drunk right now. What's, no, what's we're, both, we're both California? hammering. That's the best part about the, 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 gov- the, the governor. Of Gavin California. Newsom, the pedophile. Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom. Fuck. Fucking pedo. When I was at the, I was, at the beach the other day, and I saw that Gavin Newsom said that, "Hey, we got to put masks on again, once again." Right. Three months later, three months later, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" I don't need to do this either. Yep, I don't need to do this, but I yep. want to run for governor of California. Hell yeah! I don't know. I I, I will
0: tonight. listen. I'll be your campaign manager, please. I <laughs> rush that.
1: That has been my dream. Let me fucking run your campaign. I will the, fuck good, the good thing about me is I'm not a pedophile. Right. I'm a fucking conservative motherfucker <laughs> and I love America and I love God. So if you love those things vote Huff. That I am your guy. I <laughs> oh. don't want to fuck your child. <laughs> and that will separate you from the field.
0: Aubrey Huff, ladies and gentlemen, you're a fucking superstar bro. More than thanking you for coming on um I want I just appreciate our friendship now. We've done a lot of talking. We've gotten close. Um, we're on the same team. We're fighting the same fight. I'm going to bring a lot of my people over to you. You're going to bring a lot of your people over to me. And, and I really look forward to not only more conversations, but just do appreciate you and, and everyone out there calling Aubrey a fucking racist or an asshole. I will tell you in my personal conversations with this man, um, he has asked me personal questions like, hey, you doing all right? You doing like just... Things that people, friends of a long time do in just two or three conversations. This is a good fucking dude. He fucking cares. He's just outspoken. And uh, follow him on Twitter. Uh, at Aubrey. What is it? Aubrey underscore Huff? What is it? You have at
1: Aubrey underscore Huff. You got to get that fucking and underscore and out, out Huff of there, bro. Daddy HuffDaddy76 on Instagram. We gotta I got to get that, that underscore. Hats. Dude, that I underscore. Should... That underscore we got to get
0: out. We got to do something about dude, that. Underscores are gay, dude. dude, does, dude does it really <laughs> fucking matter? Yeah, we gotta get it out. Just fucking Aubrey Patriot or something. We gotta do something about that. We'll work <laughs> on As your campaign manager, we'll work on it. But follow Aubrey on Twitter at Aubrey underscore Huff. And then uh, what is it? Huff Daddy seventy six at on Instagram? Instagram? Yeah. Huff Daddy. Uh, we gotta well, all uh, right, so I'm gonna work as your campaign manager. I'm gonna work on a total all encompassing. I know you got your agent, and I know you got Nicole Arbor who does a fantastic job and she's a fucking star. But we gotta get you gotta get you lined up. We gotta get these handles all the same. So we don't have to do it. But what I will tell you to do, follow Aubrey's podcast. It's number five in the country right now in the sports category. Motherfucker literally dropped Monday. He's already number five. I had all these cucks on ESPN and it'll hold all these people out there, sports people trying to start a podcast. So make sure you subscribe, download, review. Consistently subscribe, download, and review. That's what helps all of us uh, in that industry. And Aubrey... I appreciate you coming on, my man. Look forward to doing it again soon. Maybe I'll jump on your podcast at some point. Uh, Absolutely, Tommy. I want
1: to make out with you right
0: now. I, 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 when we get off, we're going to literally uh, <laughs> cam together. Cam for tokens like it's fucking chatterbait and jerk off to each other. We're going to have our hog contest right after this. But thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you all. Uh, I'm drunk. Aubrey's drunk. We're going to go fuck. Good luck. Stay questioning, <laughs> motherfuckers.
1: That was good shit, brother. Mercy is for the
0: weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't oh. no
1: hey, hey, mercy. Ain't hey, no mercy. Hey,